This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. Good morning to you. Welcome into the Action Line from WGNS. This morning we are focusing on the Rutherford County Library System. Kathleen Tyree is with us in the studio, so is Trey Grin. And uh, we're going to be talking about all the branches of the Rutherford County Library System. We have a cast of thousands in addition to them, and we'll be updating on all sorts of uh, activities at our local libraries. We'll be talking about the bookmobile. We'll be talking about uh, tracing your family heritage, some great news in that area. Just all sorts of things dealing with books and uh, electronic books, too, because that's, that's quite the rage these days. And right now, we'd say uh, good morning to our friends from the Rutherford County Library System. Kathleen, good morning to you. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm doing great. It's okay not to wear your mask, but if you want to wear it, that's fine. I'm going to be traveling next week. I better be safe. Okay. Just in case. We don't want you to catch anything. (laughs) Uh, I will look the other way. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we're all about seven or eight feet apart. uh, How are you today, Trey? I'm all right. How are you this morning? I can't complain at all. How are things at the the, uh, technology center? Well, uh, uh, that's actually one of the reasons that we're here to talk to you this morning. As you listed in your rundown, yeah. the, um, uh, one of the reasons that Kathleen wanted to come, and I don't want to steal her, her thunder, so I'm going to let her say one of the reasons that we wanted to come is... The Technology Center is three years old. Oh, well, yes. that doesn't seem possible. Uh, well, <laughs> we did, of course, have a bit of an interruption last year with COVID-19, you know, so that... And it's coming back. Oh, yeah. The, the, thus the mask and everything else. But, yeah, we have been open for three years. Yeah, the the the, uh, the open house feels like it was just yesterday at yeah. this point. And then our first year anniversary, you know, we had a big celebration and on our first year anniversary. Of course, the second year anniversary sort of went like, we don't know what's going on here. <laughs> but we wanted to hop on the radio with you and say, hey, we've been here for three years and come see us and we're getting back on, in the swing of things. So what, uh, for people who have not been to the Technology Engagement Center, uh, first of all, where is it and what do they find there? Okay, where is it? it we're very easy to find. We are on Minerva Drive. We're on the campus of Hobgood Elementary School. So if you drive down Mercury Boulevard towards um, South Rutherford and take a left turn on Minerva, we will be on your left. So it's on the the very edge of the Hobgood Elementary campus. Mm -hmm. And it does have a nice big sign and some banners like they have at, at Limeball, so it's easy to see. And we have public computers. We have meeting spaces, which are very popular. So we do encourage people to go on to our website and book the meeting spaces 
but feel free to come out and tour the place take a look at what we have um, you know do you want a small meeting space for you and another person to, to you know sign some papers or study or do you need a bigger space for your group for your board uh, for a class we also have our um, video games back out we do not have the virtual reality out because we don't know how we can do that safely because that, that has a sort of a helmet that fits on your head. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we don't know how we can do that safely uh, with COVID uh, protocols. So we've just closeted that for the time being. Sure. We will let people know when that's back out. But we have coding games. We have... Um, now what is a coding? I, I should really coding. know what oh, that is. Um, so when you program something for a computer you're you're building a, a a program using code so they're teaching this in schools to little bitty children and you and i are the ones that need to learn coding that's right more than we the kids. Do need to and that is in my um sort of my plans is to have an hour of code um program or maybe we invite parents or guardians or grandparents to come in with children and sit down at the computers and learn about what coding is because it can be very simple it can be a program where you sort of drag and drop and snap into place mm -hmm. and build an app or a or a birthday card or a program that lets um a complete program um be constructed right because because behind behind every computer screen behind your phone everything there's there's building blocks made up of language that ah, make okay. make up what you're seeing um and so coding classes uh give you an opportunity to kind of peek behind that facade right and see the language that makes up the the um the the program and and they have all kinds of crazy names like c plus plus and um and python and go which is a terrible that's google's google's is named go it's a terrible name because you can't you can't you can't even google it because because <laughs> go is completely ungoogle googleable googleable um New word. but but uh but yeah so 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 coding is is letting you play with that language that that makes computers tick and so this is something you can is there somebody to teach you there or well you there just has been in up? the past and there will be again in the future we're still sort of in an in-between time where um we don't quite yet have in-person classes at the tech we're we're getting there we're looking towards you know when are we going to be comfortable to do that again and this is the guy to talk about yeah I, I think the pressure I, is on train yes. yeah well, well i think we're going to dip our toe in next next month um uh there's there's plenty of space in the multi-purpose room at the tech where we can socially distance if we feel the need to um now the question is uh i i have i have a couple of volunteers one specifically who does the programming stuff now whether he's comfortable coming back or not that's the question <laughs> but uh but but that's for me to figure out and and anybody that's interested can just keep an eye on our website and facebook and 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 that information will be there but um but having said that you know coding uh is the kind of thing and programming languages are the kind of thing where um it's very iterate it it I cannot talk this morning. I said Googleable earlier. Now I can't say iterative. <laughs> These are new words you're yeah, hearing um, for the first time. The um, and I'm saying them for the first time. Um, <laughs> the it, it builds on itself. 
So there are toys that we have that are unbelievably simple, but they still teach you the beginnings of coding. So like if, if again, a, a parent, a guardian, a, a grandparent, uh, schools, if are, are at some point we will open things back up to having school groups, you know, uh, things as simple as uh, we have a, a, a thing called the coat, the coda pillar, uh, like caterpillar, but with mm-hmm. code, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's, it's a little caterpillar where each segment tells it to do something different. And so when you push the button on its head, it if you if you told it to go for if you put a segment that said go forward and then a segment after that that said go right and a segment after that that said make a noise when you push the button on its head it does all those three things in sequence and the computer actually does those well things. well the little it's it's a toy it's a it's physical a toy, toy. Okay. and but but that begins teaching the basics of code which is if i tell you to do this you do it you do it and then you do this uh, all coding or a lot of coding comes down to these if then statements, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it may be fancied up. It, it may it may look way more fancy than that. But but in you know a lot of it is if if I say this, then do this and and nothing else. Yeah. And now, if you tell it the if you tell it the wrong way, or if you put them in a different sequence and don't realize it. It'll surprise you. You'll go, oh, I put the wrong thing in, and it went yeah. right instead of left. Oh, and so you learn. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so it's a great way to, w- without needing a, a teacher necessarily, uh, or a, or you know, or even a class. It's a great way to learn those basics of coding. And we have a few. Of, yeah, we have a few of different yeah. things that can do that kind of thing. Um, uh, is three D printing part of this, and is that still possible? Uh, it, well, it could be. Well, yeah, yes, it is still possible. Mm-hmm. Um, it can be. Uh, 3D printing um, would be more like if you um, if you were building something. Uh, th- think of think of 3D printing as like playing in the physical space mm-hmm, instead of mm-hmm. instead of in the digital like software space. Okay, so you don't make this toy physically. Well, I, well, that's what I was actually thinking is that if you got advanced enough, you could make you could make the shell of a toy that then had coding stuff oh, inside true, that, of it. Oh, true. Then yeah, you'd have to um, create with like a Raspberry Pi. But yeah, you uh, we're we're uh, you're you're getting um, you're getting into the realm of what I would call more like advanced <laughs> beyond yeah. beyond me at that point. Uh, uh, th- you really would need our our um, python programming volunteer uh, uh michael you would need his help on that so. so now in addition to all of this the technology center also has recording studios we do which we're going to hear from in a little bit that's right we have a a, a guest uh, a very impressive group of people sharing some information and that will be from the recording studio there at the Technology Engagement Center. Is that open to the public also? It is. Uh, we do ask that you have a library card to mm-hmm. use these things at the library. But, you know, if somebody is coming through uh, and uh, passing through town or they're staying with a friend and they need a private space or they just they want to record something, you know, they're doing a podcast and they're, they happen to be in Murfreesboro and they want to do their podcast for Murfreesboro, they can come to the Technology Engagement Center, stop at the front desk and say, you know, I'm just passing through. Can I see your recording studio? Do you mind if I use it? We'll probably ask for some ID just because there's expensive equipment in there. We would want to track who uses it. But, um, you know, we're not insistent. You know, I'm not going to get insist that you get a library card if you don't live in Tennessee, right? But um, 
that's the nice thing about it being a part of a public library. We we don't ask for payment because it's for the it's public. It's a public library. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and the um, I know that we're here talking about the tech, but I would be remiss if I did didn't say that the recording studio was so popular at the tech that now MGL also has a recording studio. Really? Yes. yes. So Myrtle Glanton Lord's yep. library over in, in, in Patterson, Patterson Park. Center. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, is that because people are podcasting or what? what is making... They're, they're doing everything. I mean, we, we have we have some young folks, uh, uh, well, it may have been pre-COVID, but, you know, we used to have, uh, uh, when I was there more often, <laughs> uh, um, we used to have uh, some young folks come in and record music they would uh there were rappers that came in and and had their beats playing and then rapped on top of it using the recording studio uh we had to ask them to turn it down a little bit a couple times because it is just sound dampened not soundproof yeah well because i'm sure we've talked about the origin of the the recording studio and we're super happy with it but it is just a closet The, the the uh, when they first built the building, uh, uh, they they put in two closets, and Kevin, our sys administ- administrator, our system administrator, uh, came to Kathleen and said, "Hey, we don't we don't need two closets," and so and so they put baffling up, so it is sound dampened, but it isn't. Uh, soundproof mm-hmm. yeah. so it's more of a flat sound to give it a good sound yes. correct for yeah. recording as opposed to keeping the sound in the closet right exactly right <laughs> so we do, we do have another fellow who comes oh he's there several times a week um and does uses the meeting spaces uh his name is art but he puts stuff up on youtube all the time and uh he plays the, his guitar and tells stories and sings and often records in the recording studio so you can do videos there as well as uh, yeah well uh, the the computer does have a camera but it, he i think he has his own camera but, but that is something that we're looking i mean we don't have anything to announce yet but that is something we're looking into is because not only do you have the rise of podcasts and and uh uh you know diy audio and stuff um but uh simultaneously you've had a huge rise in live feeds and and uh, people who like to stream video games because of covid i guess yeah yeah Yeah. and so um and so that's uh that's something that we always have the back in the back of our mind that we might want to add to the setup there or even maybe a separate room uh not that there's a whole lot of rooms at the tech to use but but a space maybe do you do you foresee expanding the tech anytime soon uh, oh, physically we can't it's it's maxed out okay uh, the, does that go up or uh no i don't think that's i don't think that would be financially feasible i think that the tech for what it is um you know being a, a digital library you know we promote ebooks as opposed to having the physical books and we promote technology i think it is a wonderful first step and future branches and this isn't just my wild speculation but you know conversations with uh, branch managers and the library board and everything else i think future branches here in rutherford county will have aspects of both the traditional libraries and more of this technology uh facing um direction because well and even even stuff that isn't necessarily technology facing i would be shocked if future libraries in the rutherford county library system 
didn't have meeting spaces oh, yes, like what what the tech has. Yeah, that's like the number one draw at. Uh, and the I, I guess that really goes more into community use, which is what we're hearing a lot of conversation on, uh, and that is to move branches out into the community. Uh, at first, I think the board was saying look for empty drugstores uh, as if there were a lot and maybe there were a lot at one time there were several large uh, sure. chains that well, went right aid went out of business yeah. so. uh, but but those are I, I can only think of maybe one that's still empty oh yeah and it's down the, the street one from me from so. the tech yeah, yeah. well and and well and uh, wrong location <laughs> <laughs> yes. yeah uh, we don't need a fourth branch within like two miles of each other um uh that was that was an idea that it was what floated and and it's certainly the kind of thing that we might look into in the future i mean again going back to the origin story of the tech the you know some of the places that were looked at were already existing buildings that that were that were potentially going to be retrofit into a library um but i agree with kathleen i i think i i doubt and look, do not take this as a representative of the library. This is this is uh, some this is a fan of the library and looking at at how things have gone. Right, I doubt there will be a tech 2.0 necessarily. Probably but, not. But yeah. more likely, I agree with Kathleen. I think I think what we'll see is uh, hybrids of more traditional libraries with the technology stuff. And meeting rooms, meeting rooms, meeting rooms, meeting rooms. So wow. these, you're saying these new branches that are probably going to come along in the future yeah. will yes. have all of these things. We'll yes. have meeting rooms. We'll have uh, recording rooms. We'll have computers. 3D printers. We'll have, yeah. three, we'll have real books. We'll have electronic books. Yes. It's all going to be in one line. I, right. I, I, think, I think that is likely the case. Um, the, but but I, I can't... I, I, again somewhat speculation somewhat not speculation but like but like um i think uh the library w was very interested in spreading through the community uh in a in a different way i mean i joked just a moment ago about how we have like three branches within two miles of each other uh uh so i, I think any future branches rita's probably cringing right now she probably yeah uh, calling for it going to shut yeah, them up uh, will be you know spread further out in the the county well let me ask you this because it is a community library system uh, are you looking at input from from the public the people who use the library as far as saying hey I, I i see an empty building over here near where i live and you don't have anything and, on this end of yeah, town and i want to buy it for you and give it to you <laughs> wouldn't that be awesome uh, no. would you mind putting my name on it <laughs> um, you probably would yeah. uh yeah well we are always uh, almost every aspect of the library we are interested in knowing what the, our patrons and the public have to say um uh fr everything from what computer classes they would like to, like to see us do i i several of our classes are ideas that one or two people came to me and said Hey, I would really like a class on X on Microsoft Excel. Uh, that's a bad example because I was already doing that. But but you know that kind of thing. <laughs> that's okay. We um, won't hold it against you. <laughs> the the um, but uh, you know um, before the library one, if if someone feels very strongly, uh, the public can come to our board meetings. Um, when are those? Uh, uh, they're once a month. I don't remember what the third Monday third monday okay yeah. um, and it should be an, on the um 
web page. Yes. Um, uh, and, uh, uh, and two, um, you know, uh, there are multiple places on our website to, su- to submit um, inf- information or thoughts. Um, and I can almost guarantee you, I don't have anything, you know, I'm not announcing anything. Again, Rita's cringing, but like, you know, there before any big moves are made by the library to build new branches or that kind of thing, the the public will have an opportunity to oh yeah to 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 make their voice heard as to what they want and or what they would like to see. I think that is a better way of putting it. You know that uh, like with our strategic plan, there was a huge um, um, study and an outreach and uh, a community group. And it, I'm sure the same sort of thing. There's going to be uh, a, um, a committee and an outreach. And so there will be uh, plenty of, uh, of, of time and um, option for uh, reaching out and giving um, information. If you, you know, hey, this great building near, near my neighborhood, uh, that you can put my name on. I'll buy it for you. Um, uh. That sort of thing. Um, but I don't have any information on, on how to get that except what Trey just said. You know, you could always uh, go onto the website and um, go to the directory and you can email you can email me, you can email Trey, you can email Rita. We're all listed on there. So do you have a feel for when the downtown library will be no. starting no. to fade and um, no. the branches starting um, to move in? Yeah, I know that this county and this city, they're growing so quickly. Um, that it's probably going to be sooner rather than later, but I have just no clue when. Well, and and any guideposts that we had, uh, any any guideposts I can think of were pre-COVID, so who knows now? Right. Um, uh, the um, but uh, it's all and I, it's all related to money too. Huh? Oh, big right. time. Yeah, no, that's actually what I was going to say. Is, is is if if you got in, if someone, if someone in the community got in touch with us and said, "Hey, there's this empty building. It'd be cool if there was a branch there." The likely response from us would be like, "Yeah, that would be cool. Uh, do you have any money?" <laughs> because <laughs> because you know, I mean, everyone's constrained by that. At the the, the really cool thing would be to say, "There's this empty building, and it would be good to have a branch there." And I own the building. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, would you like to <laughs> <Yes>. use it? <laughs> yes. That would be the most awesome thing. Yeah. Tell you what, let's do. Let's pause for just a moment. We will be back a cast of thousands moments away telling us what's happening with the Rutherford County Public Library System. Stay with us. The Dave Ramsey Show, weekdays from 1 to 4. WGNS, your good neighbor station. Rutherford County's place to talk. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have an excellent sound room with good acoustics. If you want to try on any guitar in the store, if you've got a perfect place to listen to it, compare them side by side, see how the neck feels to your hand, which is important to a guitar player. We have keyboards to play, a room in the back for drums to give a run through with cymbals, snares, whole sets. Come in Music World and Drummer's Den and try out before you buy it. Music World and Drummer's Den. Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Family Restaurants. In December, Demas's will be here for 32 years. My parents started this restaurant 
They wanted a place that was affordable, that people can come and be able to celebrate their special occasions or be with their family. And we have strived to keep things the same as what they have created it. We encourage you to come and try Demas's Restaurant at 1115 Northwest Broad Street at Demas's Restaurants. Hi, this is Becky Bookner, and I'm just so proud to talk about the veterans in our community and what an incredible gift they've given all of us. And that's our freedom and the right to live in this country. And we're so grateful to them for the sacrifices they've made. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. Writing over 60 letters to veterans in Biloxi, Mississippi during COVID-19, veterans who could not leave base to go home and see their families during Thanksgiving or Christmas. This is a letter written by Carrie Boylan, who was inspired to become a VA Redcoat. I am still eating leftovers from Thanksgiving. Nurse Callie was kind enough to share her mac and cheese with me, along with some other favorites. Now I know what all the fuss is about. Oh my gosh, it's so good. I thank God for stretchy clothes. Hope you all had a marvelous Thanksgiving. I am so grateful for you and all the veterans who sacrificed their families during the holidays, especially for my freedom. God bless you all abundantly. It appears that winter is here this week in South Mississippi. Of course, you can never predict 10 day weather here, but it does promise to be chilly for the next week or so. Of course, your heat will be turned up and everyone will be warm and toasty. I know you join me in praying for those less fortunate and you help wherever you can. Below our jokes, courtesy of our friends at the Laugh Factory. Can a kangaroo jump higher than the Empire State Building? Of course, the Empire State Building can't jump. Why couldn't the leopard play hide and seek? Because he was always spotted. Have a great evening. Blessings, Kerry. Restoration One of Middle Tennessee. A team of experts and immediate responders who help homeowners after disaster strikes. After disaster strikes. Fire, water, or storm damage. We can help you get your life back to normal quickly. Restoration One Middle Tennessee.com. Locally and veteran owned. The GNS and our call stands for Good Neighbor Station. That's been our objective since 1947. WTNS, AM, FM, and online. Hello from the Rutherford County Library System. This is Amanda bringing you library news and events from our five branches around the county and what's going on at your library system. Remember, during the ongoing COVID-19 pandemic and the resurgence of its variants, most facilities are now operating at fully open schedules, but masks are highly recommended for the unvaccinated and social distancing guidelines are strongly encouraged. Most library events and classes still continue to be offered virtually. Please check our calendar at rcls10.org and social media for a full list of virtual and in-person programming and events. Curbside service is available Monday through Saturdays from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Sundays from 1 p.m. to 5 p.m. Tennessee's own Dolly Parton, writer of the great romantic drama Jolene, will lend her songwriting abilities to her debut novel, Run, Rose, Run, written with author James Patterson. The country icon announced the 448-page book on Wednesday, August 11th, saying it combines her love of storytelling and books. The co-authors did not elaborate on the book's plot, but given Patterson's penchant for thrillers, Run, Rose, Run will likely fall into that genre. Publishers, 
Little, Brown, and Company said of the book in a synopsis, "Every song tells a story. She's a star on the rise, singing about a hard life behind her. She's also on the run. Find a future, lose a past. Nashville is where she's come to claim her destiny. It's also where the darkness she's fled might find her and destroy her." Dolly has a new album to go along with the book. All new songs were written based on the characters and situations in the book *Run Rose Run*, and its accompanying album will be released in March of next year. Now let's hear from Limeball Youth Services. Hello, this is Katie Turner, the Youth Services Coordinator at Limeball. This is Emily Garrett, Youth Services Assistant at Limeball. Our Tales and Tales summer reading program was so much fun. Thanks to everyone who attended our story times, parties, and virtual events. We did have a great time, but we need a month to rest and plan for the fall. So instead of telling you all the details, we're going to do a teaser of the upcoming programs we're really excited about: Teen Book Club, Youth Magic Club, Stuffy Sleepover, Teen Escape Room, Reading with Stevie, the Reading Pause Dog, Make and Take Mondays, Tween and Teen Cooking Classes, Grandparents Day Social, Steam Week, Poetry Open Mic Night. Halloween pumpkin painting contest and story times. Pre-K story times on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, and itty bitty story times on Thursdays will resume in September. Watch our website and Facebook for specific dates. For more information about any of Limeball Library's programs, please call six one five eight nine three four one three one extension one three eight, or visit us online at rclstn.org. We hope to see you soon at Limeball. The Rutherford County Library System is excited to announce a partnership with the Rutherford County Archives. It's been 13 years since RCLS Director of Libraries Rita Shacklett and Rutherford County Archivist John Lodel began working on a potential collaboration of the Lineball Historical Research Room and the Rutherford County Archives. With the building of the new Judicial Building, the county has recently expanded the archive facility to house additional records. This expansion has provided the room needed to include the collection of the library's historical research room. We are pleased to announce both the RCLS Board of Directors and Rutherford County Commission have approved the venture for the creation of the Historical Research Center (HARC) to be housed at the Archives Building at 435 Rice Street in Murfreesboro. Lineball employee Lisa Ramsey will be moving along with the collection to run the new RCLS branch. This will allow for one-stop research, since the patrons are often referred to the archives and vice versa. The archive staff have specialized knowledge not only in researching local history and documents, but the preservation of those documents. While RCLS has not only the research knowledge, but the expertise to catalog and organize the materials, giving those who visit the best of both worlds. The current historical research room at Limeball is now closed to the public as the collection is being moved to the archives building. Materials would be made available again as soon as possible in the new location. Hours for the historical research center will be Monday through Friday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. An open house will be planned for sometime in September to celebrate the addition to the archives and the new partnership. The Smyrna Public Library is excited to offer in-person programs at the library in September. 
To ensure everyone's safety, we recommend library visitors wear face masks and practice social distancing while participating in the library programs. Join Ms. Ashley each Tuesday and Wednesday morning at 10 o'clock a.m. for preschool story time. Children will enjoy interactive stories, songs, and lots more early literacy fun in this library program. Preschool story time is designed for children from age three to five. Do you and your baby want to socialize and have some literacy fun? Then join Miss Ashley at the Smyrna Public Library each Friday at 10 o'clock a.m. for baby story time. You and your baby will enjoy stories, finger play, wiggle songs, and plenty of imaginative playtime. Baby story time is geared for children aged zero to two. School-aged children are invited to Smyrna Public Library on each first and third Tuesday at four o'clock p.m. to participate in Quest Kids. Join us for varying activities including science experiments, craft making, games, and stories. Quest Kids programs are designed for children aged six to 12. Be amazed and delighted by the amazing Abner Youth Magic Group on the first Saturday morning of each month. Join us at 9.30 a.m. when presto, kids are turned into magicians. The amazing Abner Youth Magic Group is geared for children ages 6 to 12. Make sure to visit Smyrna Public Library's Storybook Walk to follow a picture book on the outside walking trail around the library. The Storybook Walk encourages children to walk and read along with a storybook to promote literacy, physical activity, and family fun. A new storybook is installed on the trail every other week. We look forward to seeing you this month at the Smyrna Public Library, located at 400 Enon Springs Road West in Smyrna, Tennessee. This is Carol Gaddis from Limeball Public Library, here to share some of our upcoming events. The Rutherford County Master Gardeners continue to provide a monthly podcast and handout that can be found at our website, rclstn.org. The September topic is houseplants. Learn how to keep your plants thriving during the winter months. If you missed an earlier podcast, no worries. They are still posted on the RCLS website. We have two local author book signings in September. Carolyn Dubois will be signing and selling copies of her book, The Places We Sleep, on Saturday, September 4th from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. and then on Friday, September 10th from 10 a.m. until 1 p.m. Mickey Gwynn will be signing and selling copies of his book, The Revolutions of Mike Carson. Make sure to stop by and encourage our local authors at Lineball. The Friends of Lineball Library has extended their $1 bag sale through the end of August at the kiosk on the first floor at Lineball. The larger canvas bags are $2 for a load of books. Friends of Lineball will be having their members-only sale to kick off the fall season on Saturday, September 10th from 10 a.m. until noon. The public sale will be the following Saturday, September 18th from 9 a.m. until noon. Both sales are in the Friends Bookstore on the P2 level of the city parking garage below the library. 
To find out more about our other monthly groups that meet at Lineball, visit our calendar at rclstn.org. All branches of the Rutherford County Library System will be closed Monday, September 6, 2021 for Labor Day. You can still download ebooks, e-audio, and stream movies and shows with the Libby and Hoopla apps. These and other online resources are free with your RCLS library card. Hi, this is Joe from the Technology Engagement Center with some information about upcoming events. Dr. Mark Goulet, our NASA JPL Ambassador, will be hosting a YouTube live event on Sunday, July 20th at 6 p.m. Log in and learn about NASA's new Moon and Mars rocket. Questions and answers will be available throughout the presentation. Connect with other space enthusiasts, ask questions, and get answers from our NASA JPL Ambassador. Visit the calendar of events on the RCLS website for the link to Dr. Goulet's YouTube channel. Should you miss the live event, you can view the recording. The library will be at Borough Pride on Saturday, August 21st from 3 to 10 p.m. at the Kennensboro Village. We'd love to talk about books, but there is so much more to the library. Stop by our table, say hello, and find out more about our services. National Preparedness Month is an observance. Each week in September, the campaign will focus on a different aspect of preparedness for individuals, families, and communities. RCLS has teamed up with FEMA to provide documents from ready.gov to aid in the understanding about preparing for disasters. September is National Preparedness Month that aims to raise awareness about the importance of preparing for disasters and emergencies that could happen at any time. Launched in 2004, National Preparedness Month, NPM, is FEMA's annual outreach. NPM is managed and sponsored by FEMA's Ready Campaign in conjunction with the Ad Council. It aims to educate and empower Americans throughout the year to prepare for and respond to all types of emergencies, including natural or man-made disasters. Each week in September, the campaign will focus on a different aspect of preparedness for individuals, families, and communities. RCLS has teamed up with FEMA to provide documents from ready.gov to aid in understanding more about preparing for disasters. The most important steps you can take in helping your local responders is being able to take care of yourself and those in your care. The more people who are prepared, the quicker the community will recover. This September, please prepare and plan in the event that you must go for an extended period of time without electricity, water service, access to the supermarket, or local services for several days. Check RCLS social media to learn more and stop by any branch in September for helpful documents from FEMA's ready.gov. The Rutherford County Library System is comprised of five branches and a bookmobile throughout Rutherford County, including Murfreesboro, Smyrna, Eagleville, Patterson Park, and the Technology Engagement Center. For a list of all events you heard here today and more information, please call 615-893-4131 or visit rclstn.org.
If you want to talk sports, you want to talk local, you want to talk with Monty Hill Jr. and Tim Tackett, it's all sports talk. Weekdays at 5 on WGNS. Hummingbird Hill is an equal opportunity provider. Hummingbird Hill is Smyrna's newest apartment home community for people 62 and older. Located at 443 Mason Tucker Drive. Income restrictions apply. Background and credit check required. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. Good morning. It's busy as expected on 24 up path through the Hickory Hollow area as you head towards Nashville. Slow again over here on 840 again near Jefferson Pike. Just be prepared for that on and off throughout the day, not just on 840 now. Also, on sections of Jefferson Pike there can uh, slow down pretty good as well. Gatlinburg Wine Cellars, home of the world-famous cotton candy wine. Check them out at GatlinburgWineCellar.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic. We'll see a few spotty showers and thunderstorms at times this afternoon with a blend of clouds and sunshine developing a high in the upper 80s. Northeast winds of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Wojcicki on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 70. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at tireworld.us. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Join me, America's career coach Ken Coleman, weekdays live at noon here on News Radio WGNS for practical advice to help you discover the work you were born to do. Welcome back. Just a few minutes left in our program that focuses on the Rutherford County Public Library System. Five branches and soon six, well, maybe even six now. Uh, we're visiting with Kathleen Tyree and Trey Gwynn. A reason we said maybe six now, because uh, the new branch that deals with history is is open. Well, they've moved. They They're moved. not okay. yet open to the public. They're ah, still okay. getting organized. So if you came over there, you'd have to wait uh, in line. Yeah, I'm not positive when they're going to be opening their doors. Uh, Lisa would really be unhappy with me if I tried to give a date. But uh, I know that one thing I can share about that is uh, I heard last night they are looking to round out their yearbook collection from local schools. And they've gotten quite a few from Eagleville and from one of the Siegel schools. I'm not sure if it was middle or high school. But if you know of somebody from maybe one of the newer schools, Rockville perhaps, uh, you could email hrc at rclstn.org and communicate with Lisa about yearbooks because I'm not savvy as to which ones they are flush with and which ones they have you know, to need to fill in holes. Some of them they need you know, maybe all of the yearbooks. But that would be a great addition to our local history. And uh, like I said, I just heard about this last night, so it hasn't really uh, hit the uh, the news. So you're 
We're hearing it first <laughs> here on WGNS. Breaking news. Uh, and and you'll your listeners will hear a lot more about the HRC next month when uh, when Rita and John Lodel are here to talk about it. Now, HRC, should we go deep into that and, and ask you what does that mean? Well, just just for I guess for context, uh, we. Um, those of us, those people familiar with the library, uh, the Lineball Library downtown, would know that there was a historic reading room uh, where people who wanted to do research could uh, uh, could go in and, and look at those those items. Um, we have worked together, and 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 Carol on our recording talked about this uh, with uh, John Lodel at the archives to to move all that stuff over to the archives. Um, it's still open to the it still will be open to the public, um, and uh, and uh, HRC stands for Historic Research Center. I always get it wrong, so I, I, I was looking at Kathleen through that, but Historic Research Center, and it will it it is effectively the sixth branch of the library. And so, at some point in the very near future, it will be open. Uh, the th- items that were in the line ball up on the second floor have all been. Moved to the, the the stuff that was in the historic reading room. Every everything else that was on the second floor is still there. Okay, <laughs> so but so if you want to check the ship's registry and all of those things, yes. you need to wait until yes. it's open at the historic research center. Correct. Which which should be very soon. We just don't want to make promises for Lisa Ramsey, who is our our representative over there, that we <laughs> that we can't keep but there are already three or four people who have tents up out there waiting and they, they <laughs> yeah, want to be there. probably they're, they're camping out yes there's there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of prestige that goes with being the first in so that's true uh, yeah. yeah i think they're planning an open house but i don't know anything about it except it's in the works rita and uh john will well, i'm sure talk about that next next time here on yeah, we, we were just we were just trying to give a, a bit of an update yeah now we're we only have about three minutes left. This is uh, we're on the footsteps of uh, doorsteps of the update your resume month. Yes, next month is uh, September is update your resume month. Um, uh, you I'm know, sure that's on everyone's calendar. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it is. Well, here, well, here now I'm saying it, and hopefully people will put it on the calendar. Uh, it is a it is a good thing to keep your resume up to, up to date, even if you are happily employed and never ever want to move on. Uh, it's a good thing to have it up to date. You never know when you'll need it. Uh, you might have a, um, a, a a conference or something that you need to go to, and they want your resume so that they can write a little bio. I don't know. I'm just thinking off the top of my head, but. Um, I know that uh, uh, COVID disrupted a lot of people's um, uh, work um, uh, employment, and I know that uh, COVID also has has taught some people that um, that were in one industry that they would prefer to be in another industry, and they're ready for a change. Uh, now is the perfect time to update that resume. Um, the uh, uh, some of some of my classes next month will be. Uh, will revolve around uh, uh, updating your resume, uh, looking for new jobs. Um, uh, and one of the things that we offer at the, at the library is the, uh, the Rutherford County Library uh, resume cohort and uh, a group of anonymous um, uh, uh, human resources folks from around the county have agreed to review resumes 
uh, for our patrons uh, for free. Everything's anonymized. We, you know, we don't want we don't want anybody finding out information that they shouldn't. But uh, uh, they they um, I send out the resumes that people send me. They review them, uh, give their notes on them, and then we send them back to the uh, the patrons so that they can uh, make sure that their resumes are as polished as they possibly can to hopefully help them get a job. Uh, and so this is all the kind of stuff that we'll be promoting next month uh, for uh, Update Your Resume Month. So stay tuned and learn more about that. Uh, and, and they're there to help you at the Rutherford County Public Library. Absolutely. Getting your resume updated. Kathleen, anything from your side? We have not yet started uh, in-person classes or programs. Uh, we did have Free Comic Book Day this past week. That was a system-wide thing. Quite a success, I do believe, at every branch. And uh, so we are very uh, happy and gratified that our patrons enjoy coming to programs at the library. So this has got us thinking more about doing more in-person things. Mm -hmm. The tech doesn't have anything planned for September, but I ha do have some um, big ideas for the future. You know, it's a little bit different at the tech. We don't have story time. Um, you know, all, those sort of things happen more at uh, Mary Glenton Lord, at uh, Limeball, at Smyrna, at Eagleville. And so the text is a little bit different. We tend to have science programs. And I do want to steer that more um, or in, involve adults more because in some ways it's easy to do things for kids because kids are so enthusiastic. Very definitely. want to say a special thank you today, everybody from the Limeball Library, including Trey Gwynn and Kathleen Tyree, for joining us this morning.